0: and welcome back to Rocket Pod. Uh, we're very excited to be kicking off Season 3 today. Uh, we are joined by German Lamb. Uh, German is a food coach, author, motivational speaker and chef. Um, funny, I met German over 20 years ago in Boston and his energy and love of food and his growth mindset left a lasting impression on me. So I thought, why not kick off Season 3 with an old friend? So um, for our listeners out there, so uh, German Lamb and I actually met probably over 20 years ago actually. German is a chef in Boston, a motivational speaker and is the founder of Glam Foods and German is really on a mission to bring I guess the power of food to the everyday person and has coined freestyle lifestyle. German is also a cancer survivor and actually used food and his, and his life philosophies to actually beat cancer. So welcome to Rocket Pod German and I think I think part of the motivation you coming on today was to really share some of uh, your inspirational stories and and philosophies with our listeners and really kind of just provide a different perspective about food and the relationship people have with food. And also, you know, we'd love to hear some of your, you know, some of your experiences and um, yeah, go from there really. So welcome. And so just to kick things off, uh, German, be really interested to hear a little bit about your upbringing and maybe. If there's anyone in your life that maybe had a really big influence from an early age, um, if we just start there and then we can kind of um, just, I guess, follow our noses and kind of see where, it, see where the conversation leads us.
1: Sure. Uh, first thing, good morning and good afternoon from Boston to, uh, to London. And everything you just said, where did my story start? Well, it starts with your parents and it starts where you're born. And I was born in uh, Chile, Santiago. Uh, my parents, uh, they were born from China, but then uh, my parents had to immigrate because during that time, um, China was going through the Japanese war. So think about when there's a war in your country and another country invades you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, it's very challenging, very sad. And also uh, my dad's brother, my uncle, you know, he died. He died from fighting, uh, fighting a war. Okay. And so when you're young and you hear stories from your parents of realness about what life really is, it really mentors you to a person that you look in the mirror. I mean, I'm 57 right now. And I got to say, we don't look it. <laughs> it is gorgeous. It is beautiful. I mean, it's beautiful to the point where every individual in this world has a story from their parents, from their upbringing, where they started, where they are, where they would like to go. But you know, your parents are your really your um, your mentor. And my dad, uh, he immigrated from China to South America mm-hmm. at that time uh, because that was the opportunity for him and for my family. I wasn't born yet, so when he was mm-hmm. when he was in Chile, South America, he became an entrepreneur. He became a master butcher. And okay. meaning um, both my parents, they taught themselves how to communicate with the community and learn Spanish. And to me, that was like, talk about survival of the fittest, that you mm-hmm. are in a new country, mm-hmm. lack the language, lack the reading, but you find a way to survive and be part of that community. And when you do that, great things happen. You're able to have a conversation, and people see that you're you're trying hard to be part of the community, you know. But then my dad says, "Hey, we have to leave Chile because of dictatorship." Pena, so okay. I was like, well, "I'm like, what the heck is dictatorship?" So think about what's going on what's going on right now in this country, 2021. A lot of countries right now, and think about dictatorship. I lived it at an early age. I mean, I came into this country to Boston nineteen seventy and at that time there was a lot of racial hate between minorities. But we got through it and I seen it, but now I look at it like, whoa, what happened now is that the respect of individuals are no longer valid. Where before, you know, I lived in this community it's called the South End in Boston. It's a great community. And I got exposed to uh, the gay community, the lesbian community, the trans community, you know, blacks, uh, Spanish, whites, Asians, yeah. you name it. It was like a multi pot. It was like a rainbow multi So for me, I look at the world now and I'm just thinking, wow, a lot of people just can't, they, they can't coexist with different flavors around the world, you know. But yeah. all these flavors that I'm expressing to you and your audience is that it really made me who I am so you know my philosophy is freestyle and think about the word holistic and holistic is a very cold word right so if you think about it you go what is holistic you know it's very confining you know but if you say freestyle and think about my my background for zoom this is my world you know you're out on the beach. You see the palm trees, they're moving, the wind, you see the water being fluid, it goes where it wants to go and you just enjoy it, you know? So it's like you're on this ride in life and I think that's what I have learned, that you have to embrace it and you have to open yourself up where you're vulnerable. So in one way, it's like you're surrendering yourself. That's really nice. That's really nice. so, So when you don't surrender yourself, what happens is you become very tense and you become very protective. And when you're very protective, it's really not good for the body, mind, spirit, because what you're really doing, it's taxing on uh, extra pressure that you do not need. You know, mm-hmm. because so one way um, as a cancer survivor, but also as a chef. So right now I consider myself a human engineer, a master chef in food and human with performance, lifestyle with health and wellness skills. So that really means is that the four pillars of life are the body, the mind, the spirit, and food. And I realize people have a very hard time coming up and, be, and becoming A-plus in those four areas. So think yeah. about right now, right? We're going through COVID-19, and it's not going to go anywhere because it's, it's a disease. And there's one thing that you know I was able to fight and B cancer was because my immune system was A plus. It was strong. I had the foundation.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: even though I went through my treatment of proton and chemo, I was injected with poison in my system. So my body became Ash Wednesday. And, you know, it's been four years from my diagnosis of cancer, uh, April the 18th, 2017. And the four years, what I have been doing is I have been rebuilding the body, the mind, the spirit with food. So mm. in one way, it's like you're creating an iPhone every year you create a, you create an iPhone that is faster, quicker. Uh, you're not able to hack it. You're not able to have faults on it, but for the human, you got to take these hands and you got to feel, you know, all the mistakes. And when it comes to cooking, If you do not cook, what happens is these beautiful gifts you got from God, you're not using it. You're not using your sense. You're not using your feeling. You're not Mm. using these facial expressions where you know you eat oatmeal and someone says, "Ugh, I hate the texture," you know, and you don't understand that you need these. In one way, you call them apps. You need these daily skills to communicate with people.
0: Yeah, so that's almost um, just what you've talked about, really. So just going back to your childhood in uh, Santiago, Chile, and Santiago, uh, you you were born into an environment where, it, where there, there was that survival instinct and that adaptability. Um, and they do say that from ages of zero to seven, I think um, it's almost like show me the man, you know, what they've experienced. So if I kept if my math's wrong, but it seems that the first five years or so of your life, four years were in Chile, and then you moved to the south end and like you said, there was this holistic you were immersed in you know a totally different culture, but a, a really colorful one um but there was always that you know your father um your 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 parents that that survival instinct you know you adapt, you survive, and that was all it's almost like preparedness to obviously beat your cancer, but that awareness of your environment um where did your love of food come um was that pop when you were younger where did that start because i'd love to dive into you know your you know the flosses on food and, and kind of get into that but before we dive in there you've got the survival instinct where did the love of food um where, where did it come was it just being exposed to all these different cultures and this richness
1: well uh, I, I would say one um i wanted to be a electronic engineer And I realized I was bored. Mm -hmm. Um, So I said, okay, what's next? Be a chef. You know, I worked in the, I worked in a restaurant as a dishwasher where my father worked. And also my father was a self-taught chef because when he came to this country, he couldn't find a job because of his language barrier. So Mm -hmm. the difference between from South America to America, it's totally different. (laughs) I mean, you're in America, and it's like, whoa, it is, you know, it's big. And now you have different communities, different cultures, and you have to learn the language. And if you don't learn the language, guess what happens? You have jobs that you have no other choice. So my dad became a dishwasher because he had to support his family. So I look at my parents and my dad self-taught to be a chef. And I saw the love and he read a lot. He had news clipping, any recipe out there from the media, mm. from the books, the newspaper. Wow. He, he, you know, he played with, he made mistakes, but there's one thing I learned. Um, he cooked with love. And mm. that's the thing about being a chef that I saw from an early state. And one thing is that, uh, both my parents passed away from COVID-19 last year. And I did a a speech in front of St. James Church in Boston. And I said to the community, like, how could my parents prepare meals for 50 years and every meal was perfect? And I found out why it was perfect. Because when you're a parent, you give everything to your kids, no matter how bad the situation could be. At work or the means or you're surviving. But when you sit down and you come together on a table and you're eating, there's love. That is the only moment where all the pain, all the suffering could vanish. Because now the parent is taking whatever protein, whatever grains, whatever vegetables, and they're saying, Here it is. And you're eating it as a kid, and all you could think about is You're smiling, your tummy's like, oh man, that was great. So it's like eating a chocolate chip cookie, right? It's nice and warm, it's gooey. And I learned that along the way when I became a chef. And I realized, I understood was that a chef, you're really, you're an artist, you're an entertainer. And it comes from the body, the mind, spirit. Something that, you know, even though I went to culinary school, um, you really don't become who you are until... I worked at the Rich College Hotel Boston. So for the four mm-hmm. years that I worked there, um, I was educated. I was mentored by different chefs around, in Europe. And, training they ground. Taught me. and they taught me the techniques, the preparations and the methods of how to approach things. And that was my foundation. But then I took the foundation that they each taught me and I created my style of freestyle. So, as you could tell, you know I'm Asian, but besides that, also I added my Latin from South America. Mm-hmm. So for me, at a young age, I saw and I tasted, and I remember how people cook, and they cook in South America. They cook with pride and love. So whatever you're eating, when you're tasting, you're falling in love. You're not saying, "What is this garbage?" Because they don't, they don't do that. I mean, they don't make something and give it to a family member or a stranger or a friend and suddenly like, what am I eating this crap? Or well, then like, no, you're eating something like, Can I have more please? Can I have seconds? Can I have thirds? So is it's a is a it's a meaning that it's like a silent. You don't need to say anything. It's just a culture. You know and I think the culture is you're welcoming. You're welcoming, you know, people into your home and you're you're breaking bread, but you're having a dialogue where you get to know one another through food. Mm, so that's really lovely. me, like um, right now, you know, my mission is the world lacks the body, mind, sphere of food. And you can mm-hmm. tell because um, you're not in control in those four areas. Or you might be you might be one out or two, but you need four out of four. Because these four components, as you get older, there's a list of disease that's ready to invade your immune system. And unfortunately, wealth uh. does not prevent injuries. It will not prevent disease. But what will prevent and give you a chance to fight is what I just shared with you. You know, so my book on Amazon, uh, it's called The Dragon Turns to Water, Chef Germalam Fights Cancer with a Freestyle Lifestyle. So it really says when I had a midlife crisis, I had to come up with a plan and I had to make sure my plan was efficient and successful and I was able to execute it every day.
0: Wow. That's, that's it. So it might be worth actually worth um, the four pillars that you talked about um, to kind of go, go through them one by one, uh, just to kind of refresh what those four pillars are. And another thing that kind of interested me just from reading a bit bit of your book. Um, was you talked about um, being soft, like fluid, as far as how you kind of conduct your life. Um, you talked about being vulnerable, but you also talk about how you need to, it's almost like um, spot the weaknesses in your opponents. And obviously, you know, putting a positive spin on it, you can see that folks lack this knowledge, or awareness of food, and a love of food. So, you know, that could be a weakness in your opponents, but you're actually helping them fill that void. Um, but this contrast between vulnerability and and strength, you know, and you you mentioned also that you're uh, you're born was it the year of the dragon, and you know a lot a lot of this freestyle philosophy kind of has this you know breathe fire and kind of well you have got to come up with a plan, but you've got to fight too. Um, so should we go through the four pillars, and maybe you can weave those if if um if it's relevant, kind of weave those um those things in this vulnerability and this strength, and you know you know you know do they live in harmony?
1: Sure. I mean, the first thing is um, you have to have a mentor. You have to have an icon. And growing up in this country, my icon was Bruce Lee. You know, I, mm-hmm. I went to the movies. I watched his I watched his movies. I read his book, but also I took uh, martial arts. And I took right. the same uh, style that he started with. It's called Wing Chun. And Wing Chun was created by a female nun back in the days, in the China days. And she created this style. So think about this. You're a female and you're fighting against this warlord. You know, you're fighting against this barbarian who is stronger than you. And how can you defeat this opponent? So it's really caught about hard and soft. So it's like, you know, you're using your opponent's strength. It's like Goliath versus David. Think about what David did to Goliath. There there was no way David should have won. But when you're really having a fight is really playing chess. So for me, you know, um, I'm happy that I love Bruce Lee, and he's a part of me, but also I took his philosophy where he was talking about, you know, the body, you know, turn your body into your version of Bruce Lee, because his DNA is gonna help you for what you need to do. So it makes your body quicker, faster, you're sculpturing it. So think about, you know, body. Uh, I work out seven days a week. I do 4,000 sit-ups a week. So think wow. about that. And, <laughs> you
0: know, that's more than me. <laughs> but,
1: but, but, but I created a program that works for me because, you know, I do yoga, I do Pilates, you know, strength training. Um, so you add and you combine all these lovely skills that are out there. And you create it how you want to make it, right? So think about that. The body, the minute you're born, the body's not going to become Bruce Lee. Someone has to mentor you. Someone someone, someone has to teach you about fitness, you know, and teach you about uh, the, the mind. I mean, right now, um, do you know what's right? Do you know what's wrong? So that's a very key point right now in our society. It's like, if you don't know what's right, what's wrong, then how can you become your personal best, you know? So in the mind, um, I have three icons, or you can say four, uh, Bruce Lee, uh, Jackie Robinson, amazing uh, baseball player. And why do I pick Jackie Robinson? Because think about what he has done when he started back then. He was this athlete player, and, you know, he was a four-star athlete at UCLA. Think about that, four-star athlete. You don't see that today that you're able to play four sports in a year and because of his race, because he was African-American, he had a lot of challenges, but Mm -hmm. it did not beat him or destroy him. It just made him think of how can I work around the system? And he did. And my other, and, you know, he had class, he had dignity and he had a presence. And my Other person, Bill Russell, you know, African American, played 13 years in the basketball world, and he won 11 championships. So talk about really uh, cashing in on your stock. You got 11 championships, and that means the two years that you didn't uh, capture those rings, that's okay because you got 11. So that's an that's an impressive streak. Even today in society, no one has even. complete it but also why because all those three individuals i just mentioned they were suppressed they were suppressed because of their color their culture and they show the world of hey let me show you this art that i love you know and my other one is confucius so if you think about those four people i just mentioned you could take their life lesson and you could actually kind of create a hybrid. In today's society, so you always need someone that does something totally, totally different, right? So then it comes mm-hmm. to spirit. This is probably the most important. Like you were saying, I I was born of the year of the dragon, and that means I am vicious. I am vengeance. I will destroy you. But then you have to be fluid like water, and that's the whole key thing. You have to be fluid. So you have to be hard and soft. So like mm-hmm. during my cancer treatment. Um, I was not able to eat for six weeks mm. because of my treatment, but it was ama- I was amazed that I got through it. So now, when I do my presentation and I talk to the audience, I'm saying, "Hey, the mind, the body, and the spirit is so powerful, but the only way it becomes one is when there's an opponent." that's going to say, I'm going to kill you. And that's when everything that you have learned in life will fall in place. So if you do not have an opponent, you're not going to be your personal best. That's how it really works. So for me, um, cancer, I have to respect cancer from day one. Because if I don't respect cancer from day one, it's going to kill me. Think about what's going on with COVID-19. There are people out there who do not respect the disease, and you know what's going to happen. So, so in one way in life, like in the kitchen, there are three things that I teach. Sanitation, safety, and respect. So if these three areas you do not understand, then you have an issue. You cannot survive and be a solution in society, because these three things: you as a human, your body has to be sanitized, it has to be clean. So this way, you don't have any disease, any infection growing in you. You know, respect, respect yourself, respect others. Yeah. You know?
0: Okay. Okay. So, do you do you believe that there's any bad food? What's your what's um, philosophy on food in general? We, um, we touched on this when we chatted last week, and I'm just um be interesting to for our listeners out there yeah how do you view food um
1: well that's a great question hey i worked at the ritz number one brand in the world but also i worked at mcdonald's another number one brand in the world and i look at it and i worked at you know i eat but now as you as we get older when you have maturity you you understand you, there's a plus and there's a minus mm-hmm. so If you want to eat food that are minus, then what's going to happen to you, your body will not become your personal best. You will go Mm -hmm. south. You will go (laughs) in different areas, sideways and you can go frontways. And now what happened is your your body has been a balloon because the food that you're eating in time, it's going to shape your body differently. In one way, it's going to place you in a position that now you got to think about obesity, heart attack, stroke, diabetes, cancer. So now you really understand it. But for me to be this master chef that I am right now, I had to taste everything that's out there. So there's not one food I can say I don't like where a lot of people would say, well, I hate this, I don't like this. So it's like knowledge. You take the good, you take the bad, and you take the ugly, and it has its purpose. You know, it has its purpose. So for me, yeah. there's nothing wrong, hey, you know, you're driving and there's a, you know, there's a drive through There's nothing wrong with that because the foundation you have is 99%. So if you eat a hamburger, fried, hot dog, pizza, fried chicken, you know, sub, it's not going to destroy it. Because your foundation is ninety-nine percent. So here's another thing when it comes to food. Think about pureness and think about love. Right? The minus it has love, but that love is short for you. You know, you eat it and it's gone. It's like, where's that love? Where the plus side, you know, it comes from the earth. You know, you have your protein, your vegetables, your grains, your dairies, your fruit. And you take food from Mother Nature. And now you think about okay, what am I going to apply? It's like you're taking onions, carrot, celery, and you're taking some grains, and you go, oh my God, I could create amazing plant-based food, or I could add a protein from the sea or from the land. So, mm-hmm. so I realize in society, no one teaches you this. They, yeah. they teach you how to make it? money. You know, they teach you how to make money. They teach you go to a great institution, of education. But what good is it suddenly, you know, you have wealth and now you're 30 and you're obese or suddenly you're like a skeleton. So it's
0: no, I was just thinking
1: it's um, it's good habits and it's this compound
0: effect. Um, And, you know, like you said, if you if the foundation is right, if if the focus is on, you know, um, I guess there's like we said, there's no good or bad food. But if your focus is on if you're mindful, if you're eating mindfully and you're aware in the moment what you're putting in your body, and you can enjoy it, it. and if you're in a position to prepare it with love or to share it with your loved ones and friends, friends and family, um, then, um, yeah, there's going to be room for the the unhealthy stuff, because that doesn't matter, because your foundation is right in the first place. But I almost think that, um, I mean, one thing that I've actually... um, struggled with in the past is, is living in the moment um you know not living in the past or in the future you know right here and now and i think um we're, we're quite often we'll, we'll be consuming food and not being aware of what we're eating we're just you know we, we're just using it as fuel um but I, I do like the idea of um just listening to you talk about actually just being a bit more mindful um and setting time aside to enjoy food
1: well those areas you just mentioned james the only thing you the only thing we could control in society is the body, mind, spirit, and food. Those are the only elements that we could have and focus on and connect with them. Everything else in life, it's like, you know, it's like water, it's fluid. Wherever it goes, it goes. And and to me, um, awareness is a key thing. Awareness in yourself. And if I didn't have the, the awareness of my Body not feeling right. Where you know I had nose cancer in my nose, and you know my team was MGH, the best in the world, the best hospital in the world, the best treatment in the world. Um, they couldn't even diagnose this cancer that I had, and by the time they found it, it was the size of my thumb. So think about that—the size of my thumb—and how long has this been grown in my nose without mm-hmm. me even no- noticing it? But here's the fascinating thing about my story if I did not notice something wasn't right, I would have brain cancer. So if I would have brain cancer, we would not be having this um, podcast. I would not be able to write a book about my journey. I would have been a vegetable because think about what the brain is at and what's going to happen when you have poison and radiation, it's going to destroy the good stuff. So for me, my whole experience right now, my storytelling with people, is saying you could actually save your life at your current stage or your future stage, mm-hmm. because if you have no awareness, especially in the medical field, um, I have gone to too many funerals where friends, um, family have lost with cancer, because when I call it, you have this monster. Growing in your system. And if you don't feel it, then w- what usually happen is in most cases is that um, when you go to the doctor, the doctor says, We can't help you. Because the you know the disease has now become crabgrass. It's too powerful. You can't destroy it. So, you know, for me, that's something so powerful that you know the, the doctor. Doctors can only help you when there's time. So that's another key thing in society is I learned from my experience that we really don't have time. So Mm -hmm. if you always put things off the next day, the next day, the next day, then what you're really doing is all this energy and focus and commitment that you have, you're just kind of watering it down instead of actually completing the task today. Because with me, I had to come up with a plan of how am I going to approach my treatment and survival, you know, and I had a plan and the plan was fight today so I could live another day tomorrow and fight again. So it's mm-hmm. like in cooking and cooking is uh, concentrate on that egg that you're making or, you know, cooking that steak and focusing on where is it going? Because if you lose, you know, the focus, that scrambled egg now, it's going to be overcooked. Or better yet, it's going to be undercooked. So now you're eating it. You're like, oh, what is this running egg here, right? Or, mm-hmm. or you have a nice piece of steak and you're cutting it. And it's like, it's all gray now. It's not even paint. It's like, where's the juices? So so it's something that in my world, and especially in the colonial world, is so powerful. Because here's another thing. It taught me how to nourish myself correctly. It taught me how to teach my family how to cook properly the yep. right way. So it's Definitely. a life skill that most people don't realize that sure, I can go out and someone can make food for me on a daily basis, but um, it's like sit-ups. You don't, do a, you don't do 4,000 sit-ups per week, your stomach doesn't become like a washboard. And why is it important to become a washboard? Because think about cancer, right? There's a lot of cancer that grows in your stomach. And Mm -hmm. right now there's a lot of people where their stomach is not where it is right now. You know, it's very, but it's finding help. And I think that's the key thing of, you know, my journey and, you know, this podcast that we're doing is we're helping others because you always need, um, you always need a human. You know, an app can't see your blemishes, can't see how you look. We're, how we're talking right now, we're connecting. And I think when you see someone and they're so passionately, you're like, okay, why is this person so passionate? You know, why is he telling me um, his story, you know? Yeah, it's it's fascinating. So, so for, for those uh, listeners out there that um,
0: perhaps haven't picked up or or haven't been aware of they haven't developed a love for food where do they start and also were you doing four thousand sit-ups before your cancer treatment because four thousand seems like an awful lot um well i
1: think needs (laughs) well um your first question how do people start well usually when it comes to food people don't cook for themselves is they're having a certain battle in their heart, they don't love themselves. Mm. Because if you're taking food and you're nourishing yourself and you're not having the time, the patient, the education of researching how to approach it, how to make it, then you're, you're just kind of like letting yourself go. There's a reason, mm. it's like being a parent. We have to nourish our kids the right way. So in the 18 years, when they leave the house, they have survival skills, so they know how to uh, love themselves and think about food. Well, there's addiction, right? There's that eating disorder. There's addiction to drugs. There's addiction to alcohol. I mean, the profession that I worked in, I saw it as part of it, and I and I realized that is you know um, to have love, it comes when it comes from the parent. So mm-hmm. if the parents Don't teach you if the parents don't show you this from the minute you're born until you know until their time is complete, then you're really gonna pass this darkness in you where it affects your relationship, that affects your marriage, that affects your friendship. It just it it, it just fucks you up. Excuse Mm -hmm. my French, but it's it does some serious damage to you, you know. And and because I have seen this, and you know, when it comes to food, is Don't judge what the food is. It's like seafood. You know, during my treatment, um, I was eating oysters and I didn't realize at the time was when you eat oysters, you increase your white blood cells. Mm. So why would you want to increase your white blood cell? Because it protects your immune system. So how can you get uh, certain things from food? Mm. And when I was going through my treatment, I had blood tests all the time, just to check where my blood would be. And it would tell my doctors, okay, are you in a danger point? And I was able to eat sushi. I tried eating, you know, meatloaf, chicken, and, you know, food that was cooked. But then I realized it was dry and it didn't have life. So that's another thing. To have life in the world, you need food that has life. You can't eat food like when you're talking about, you know, Mm. uh, fast food. Fast food doesn't have life. Issues. Fast food. fast food has short term view. So for me, a lot of people are not exposed to seafood. Well, so it's exposure in life. And if I never worked at the Rich Carlton Hotel, I won't be the person I am today. Or hmm. it's culinary, service wise, business wise. You know, hmm. so it really taught me about you know etiquette, business savvy but also teaching someone. So for me, that is my skill. You know, I could take a kid, I could take anyone whatever age and they're gonna fall in love with the food. Because that's what usually happens when I prepare a meal for someone, they fall in love because they're like, oh my God, it tastes amazing. I'm like, yeah, because that's my job. My job in the culinary world is to make you happy. That's what customer service is, is, is to make sure that you have an amazing day. And sometimes people don't understand that. The profession that you go into, that's what we do, is to make you happy. Whether it's breakfast, lunch, dinner, or snack, whatever it is, you know, is to give you that sense. And, but now here's the next question. You can oh, no. make
0: yeah, Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I thought you were asking me what's the next question. No, no, but, but, <laughs> but, here's,
1: but, but here's the thing with freestyle. You can make it better. Mm. Because you haven't added your ideas
0: Yeah. It's yours, isn't it? It's yours. You own it basically. You own it. So your freestyle is going to be different to my freestyle. I think it's, I think it sends a really good message that, you know, if you're not setting aside the time to think about cooking or your, you know, what you're consuming, then it's time to start. So like, you know, it's not too, it's not too late. You just start now. Um, and actually it reminds me just, um, little light bulb moment went off. So years ago, uh, shortly after i got married uh, when i lived in new england um my father-in-law is a dentist uh, a guy called vance horn a very good dentist in maine he's retired now he always mentioned he always said that um, as far as exercise you know he scheduled it in as part of his work day um so every day he scheduled in two hours and he would go for a you know a five-hour run or whatever um and at the time i was pretty much out of shape um but the fact that he knew that if he did his exercise, he would perform better well he, you know he was a very you know one of the best dentists in new England um, you know he you know that was part of his work day, so it's almost like with food, we need to be aware of that it's really important um, this nourishment of our body um, it's going to make us happier um, you know and if we're a bit more mindful if we're in the moment, then we're going to be putting better things in our mouth. and I, I love the idea of this you know food that's alive it might be you know it's really colorful and if it doesn't have color then it's probably not gonna it's gonna be dead food isn't it i mean i guess great <laughs> grains aside but um yeah this whole awareness so, so maybe actually so the you know the exercise you know check you, you know uh, that's important uh, and then you've got this um uh, you know your nourishment piece and food and why not love doing it and you know i mean just chatting to you you you, you know you're You're going to be happier. I feel happy talking about food with you. So um, it's got a Yeah, it's interesting. I'd like to take a moment uh, to introduce you to our amazing sponsor, Flexi. These days, we have multiple subscriptions from streaming services to gift boxes and much more. Discover Flexi's unique subscription marketplace sourced from independent British brands, from organic beauty products, cocktail kits and responsibly sourced coffee to plant based meals, gift boxes and much more. Whatever your passion, look forward to a regular box of joy delivered straight to your door. All easy to pause, cancel, or resume in a tap or two from one single dashboard. So give Flexi a try. It's free to download from the App Store or head over to www.flexiapp.uk. That's flexyap pu Now, back to our guest.
1: Well, you know what? Um, think about mental health right now, James. Out of nowhere, this word mental health is on the top of the list Mm. of where people are having issues. And I said, my program is the solution for mental health, obesity, homelessness, addiction. Because why? Because you have four components. Like you asked me, the body. Well, the body has to be able to train. You know, you got to put it in a boot camp. And usually uh when people start, when you look in the mirror, I always say this can you go, can you say that to yourself when you look in the mirror every day that you are like a Picasso, you're Michelangelo, you know, that you are this specimen, but you created it. You created with these hands, right? You you got your hands dirty, you were washing dishes, you were cutting, you know, vegetables and protein, and you started using your mind to think, you know. Mm. And now your mind knows what's right. Now your spirit, it's alive. You know, if you're a female, you're a phoenix. You know, you're the most powerful, you know, creature in the world. You're smarter than guys, really, because females are much more in tune, you know. They're much more in tune of who they really are. They're very detailed. They're very focused. Where guys, I call them, we're cavemen, you know, we're cavemen. It takes... It takes a while for the brain to actually mature and understand knowledge. So if you really think about this, it's an evolution right now that if you really think about what's happening right now and you're trying to make a difference, but you're trying to compete in a business world. Think of, in a business market, right? In a business world, I tell you know, people that I meet the CEOs and presidents, like, hey, you should put me on your board of board of trustees. Why? Because I'm going to be the person that's going to make sure that, you know, these guys are not going to have a baby shower. You know, I mean, think about that. Why? Because you need these guys to perform to their capabilities. But once a guy looks like they're ready for a baby shower, that's really bad. That's a bad sign because eventually it's going to get out of control. What and do you I mean by what... baby
0: shower? Cause I'm not, I think some of our All listeners right. might not okay. know what
1: you mean. All right, Baby shower is most of my guy friends, in college and working they were like this they had a they had a washboard body so when okay. you give a guy when you give a guy your friend a hug there's nothing between but now when i'm giving my <laughs> guy friends a hug there's something in between and i'm like and i look down i'm like where did that come from man that <laughs> never came from so so I, I you know my line with my friends is like hey when's the baby shower they're like what are you talking oh, about I say, hey dude <laughs> Gotcha. So I said, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So, so I said, "Your stomach looks like you're ready for. Is it a twin? Is it a triplet? I mean, please tell me and tell me <laughs> the names. What you're gonna, you're gonna be famous, right? You're gonna be famous as the first guy to give birth. So, oh, yeah. so, 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 you know, I use that. You know, I use that as like uh, tongue in cheek. You know, something <laughs> not her focus. Something that, and I believe you always need a German lamb in your life because um you could think health health and wellness but what good is it if you are in a circle in at work and no one talks about like what we're talking about
0: so do you run like a mastermind group or how do well, people how do you work with people do you do you coach them one on one is there like a community that you you run to sh- share ideas or um how do you how do you normally um yeah spread the uh this knowledge
1: well, two ways, there's individual and there's also team building. You know. Right. And I found out what I love about team building is when you're talking to a group of people is that everyone in that group has the answer to help the next person. So what you're really doing is you're creating a support, you're creating a support unit. Yeah. So you know, one way, uh, I'm the one doing the storytelling, but I would like you to help your coworkers help your friends, help your family. And when you support one another, you're able to have results, right? So think about this. It's the end of the year now. A few more weeks. It's, it's going to be the end of the year. And then we're going to have 2022. And what does everyone do in the whole world? We do new year resolution, right? We think about, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to, we're going to be gung-ho. We're going to eat well. We're going to exercise. And not even, a, not even a month later, you crash and burn. You 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 don't. You're not committing. So I came up with this philosophy: is what you need to do is you need to reboot daily. So think yeah, about right now. Right, yeah, resolutions rare. don't always work, do they? Yes. So why do we re- why do we reboot our computers and phone? Because there's a bug in it, and if we don't reboot it, it's going to slow down the computer. It's going to slow down the phone. So I came up with this idea and saying. If you reboot daily, the minute you wake up to the minute you finish your evening and go to sleep, you would have accomplished more than ever before. Because now, before the week is over, before the month is over, you would have you would have finished off and crossed off. And now you say, "Wow, I got 11 months left. What am I going to do with 11 more months? Oh my God, I'm going to do amazing things." So I broke down. So it's like you know, micro. And micro and macro. You got the big, you got the small, right? Mm -hmm. The big picture is you want to live with life, but you want to be content. So here's Mm -hmm. another word, contentment. You have to be content in the journey that you're at right now. Because if you're not content, then you're mad, you're frustrated, and you're going to rub off on your family, your friends, your coworkers. so one way you're venting so i think that's what humans do right if you have darkness it goes into people that you communicate with and Mm -hmm. the next thing you know you're like you're like sob like what happened to this excuse me what happened to this gentleman so it's something that you know the spirit lives off you and it transferred into you james Mm -hmm. don't think about what this podcast we People might go, this, you know, this is not fantasy. This is realness right here. So I always say to people, I will challenge you. I will challenge your program versus the freestyle program. And I will tell you this much. Have your blank check ready for me. Why? Because you're going to be amazed that from the moment now until whenever you are going to be an icon.
0: And what I mean by an
1: icon is you're going to be able to Master the art in your career path, in your family, in your community. But the best thing is, you will create a legacy that would say, "Oh my God, I can't believe James or I can't believe James did all this stuff for society." That's the that is the goal of life, right? The goal of life is, as humans, is to be a citizen of the world when there's cancer out there. So that's the only way. We are going to come back with respect and peace and harmony and family.
0: Mm. I like that very much. It's it, you talk about um, our opponents um, and um, that preparedness to, yeah, to, to kind of fight. Um, sorry, this is how I interpreted it. But it's almost like when you talked about the darkness. So we we all have. I mean, I believe that we there's all where there's light, there's dark. So I think they can't live. It's almost like the yin yang. You can't. They, they kind of live in harmony, but it's almost like if you can use the darkness to channel goodness, you know, that that's almost your opponent. I mean, you talked about cancer as being your opponent um, and you really fought and, it, you know, you, your fight um, and your plan saved your life. Um, and it was also the preparedness up to that point. But, but um, you know, everyone's going to have different degree or different opponents. Um, it might be that they're really feeling a bit blue. Um, and if they keep, you know, I mean, what did Einstein say? if you keep doing the same thing then you're going to get the same results um and and i guess what you're proposing here is something a little different this this idea that you can actually use food as a almost as a vehicle to um you know to a better life um and to to strength uh to kind of um yeah fight fight whatever your opponent is whether it's uh you know like i said depression or a cancer or is it you know are you unemployed are you just miserable you know, maybe miserable is your opponent and you want to be, you know, turn that, you know, that unhappiness into happiness. Um, I mean, everyone's going to have a different, um, view on
1: what, what they need to fight. Uh, well that's what I did with darkness because I had a lot of darkness when I got diagnosed, but even every day I wake up, I still have the darkness. So in one way, uh, you know, yesterday, um, I went to my doctor's appointment and I have a, you know MRI and a PET stand every year, just to make sure I don't have any aliens growing in me. And I said to my doctor, I said, "Hey, thank you for saving me. Thank you for making me alive." But then I realized the first day when I met my doctor, she says, "Okay, great." And I call her the Dragon Lady because she's she's a dragon slayer. She kills cancer. <laughs> and brilliant. And, and she says, "Okay, German, we could destroy this cancer in your nose, but." Get ready. You could have 19 more tumors any given moment. So I was like, holy, you know, I was like, oh, you know what I mean, I was like, I, 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 that I said then it, it, it brought me to reality. And I think in life, when you ask questions, do you get good answers that prepare you for life's journey? Not just giving you an answer for the moment, because you could become your personal best when someone actually have your best interests. Not your personal interests, but your best interests. So for me, it's like you're speaking from the heart. And when you speak from the heart, there is no wrong. I don't Mm -hmm. have to say I'm sorry. I don't have to say, well, you know, I'm sorry that I used that word that I offended you. I'm not offending you. I'm just saying to you that I'm on this roller coaster ride for the rest of my life. Why? Because any given moment I could have a tuner, I could have a tumor, a cancer tumor invade my whole system. And I would have to start all over again. And, and, and I, you know, made a commitment to myself that if that ever happens, I'm ready to cut the heads off. I'm ready mm. to to do what I need to do to make sure that, you know, I see my family and I see my grandkids in the future. Mm. So for me, it's like i'm planting the seed and saying you know i want to make sure that you know i don't have any other disease that it's going to disrupt my lifestyle and life you know so because in life just because you have one disease doesn't mean you're not going to get dementia doesn't mean you're going to get diabetes doesn't mean you're going to have a heart attack or stroke so i concentrate on the reality of the world and i realize that you know the way i'm coming from it's a breath of fresh air because I'm waking you up and I'm teaching you that. Okay, great. You're you're a billionaire. Yeah. But you're not going to win against the disease. It's going to destroy you so quick, so fast. If you don't have some of the skills that I'm teaching you about, because you, this is the only hope that you have. You remember that. And when I took my proton and chemo treatment, 75% of, the patient cannot go through with this treatment and do you know why because they are obese think about that 75 percent so that means you just put yourself in a situation where if something happened to you you can't you cannot even take advantage of the treatment because your body can't finish the program so that's why you know most people don't like you know radiation and chemo because it's poison it's destroying yourself but you have to think about is um you want to live and when you live deal with the consequences as they come along so Mm. it's like each day you're thinking about what do i need to do to be my personal best
0: yeah that's really that's a really good message german um and actually it's kind of a it's that adopting that growth mindset, isn't it? Like you said, there could be seventeen other tumours, you know. Um, and in fact, I'll share something with you. So just before we um, we we dialed into this podcast, um, I had a uh, a call from a friend of mine who um, is having a really really difficult time. And I, you know, I didn't have a lot of time, um, but I gave him ten minutes, um, and he said that I don't know what's going on. Everything I do keeps turning into you know into crap um and he's lost a bunch of money and he's you know he's uh he's just in a really really bad way but it's almost like i, I tried to encourage him to you know adopt a, a just a different mindset that you know we're always going to get problems coming at us um but it's how we deal with them and it's just almost like you're ready for it for it but um mentally um i think he are having a really difficult time but he has the the capabilities he has the smarts he has everything but just having a really difficult time. But I think um, if you if you look after yourself, exercise, you know, um, eat well, you know, um, take time out for yourself and not just be on the hamster wheel all the time, um, you can kind of take on anything. And I think that's what you're talking about, this freestyle um, mindset. It's, um, you know, it's the preparedness. Um, it's the mindfulness. It's the intention. You know, you're intentionally putting good stuff in your body. Um, um and it's this love thing that we talked about as well. It's, it's you know, if if we're um if we give ourselves permission to take time out to, you know, do something as simple as preparing a lovely meal, um, and just develop these good habits. And this daily reset, I love that, because again it's the compound effect, you know, because we can kind of go through life blind. Um but actually, you know, we have a finite number, you know. We, we, don't, we don't we don't live forever, um, and we don't know what's going to hit us, do we? Health wise, or, or any any otherwise. So it's like, um, how can we kind of run into these 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 situations with um,
1: at our at our best? Well, you just mentioned right. Uh, we can't prevent we can't prevent a disease. We cannot prevent an injury. But what we could do is we could fight each battle each day and fight and here's another challenge learn to mentor someone because if you could become your personal best then you're actually sharing with a co-worker your spouse your friend society and teaching someone how to become your personal best and i think when you do that it's like Instead of you writing a blank check to a you know charity, anyone could do that. But if you're able to go there and share your story with total strangers who are really you know um, homeless, that's what they need. And for me, that's what I have done in life. Like there's this uh, uh, homeless person at the church we go to and his name is Roy. He's African-American. And and I just said to him like, what's your name? And I started talking to him and I said, hey dude, you came into this world not to live like this. For you to live on the street, you're intelligent. You are super smart because you have to have a plan. And I said, now I would like you to go back to society and prove everyone who did not help you. everyone." who looked at you and didn't give you a chance to do greatness in life. And I said that to him. I said, that's what you are here for in this world. Because your parents didn't have you to be number two or number three. They had you to be number one. So even though you might have some bad luck, and I said to him, why don't you teach all the other friends that you have met who are homeless? Rise from the ashes. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. gave me this smile, like with tears, and I'm like, and to me, that's what life is about, you know, that you can actually talk to a total stranger. They don't want your money.
0: Give him hope. Yeah, give yes. him hope.
1: But, you know, yeah, the there
0: that, yeah there, there's that. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, planting the seed and and just giving people the time of the day. Uh, there's also that other. I think there's a story. I I can't remember exactly how it goes, but there was a there was a homeless man sitting on a on a wooden box. Um, and he was saying I'd like you know like some money and and then um one stranger stopped by and said um look under the box um so he said what do you mean look under the box said, look under the box so the the you know the guy looked under the box and it was full of gold um and you know I guess the analogy is it's like quite often well we've, we've all got the answers inside of us to improve our you know our life it's just um you just need to look inside sometimes, but I think planting a seed, giving someone an idea, um, is uh, it's very inspiring. So, German, we're we're kind of running out of time. Um, I was just wondered uh, a couple of things actually. So, if you were to meet
1: anyone for a coffee
0: in the world, um, who who would that be?
1: I would meet um, teenagers, teenagers uh, that are freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors. And the reason why I would do that is, is because, you know, they need mentoring and they need a seed planted in them to be an icon. And the reason why I would talk to a teenager versus maybe a established professional is that, you know, when you're a established professional, you're like, you're like a dog, you know, it's hard to learn new tricks. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, you know, you just wasting away and where a teenager Um, I said, you don't have bad habits. You really don't have bad habits because you're able to recover quicker and faster Mm
0: -hmm. than the
1: veteran. You know, the guy who's older has a lot of baggage and they just don't see the hope that they could accomplish it where someone who's young, vibrant, and maybe ignorant because not by choice, they just haven't met the mentor that kind of make them think and make them feel Alive, but make them feel like there is a purpose mm.
0: okay.
1: you know okay. so so yeah. to me, that's what I would like to say you know, talk to a teenager because okay. our teenager right now it's our hope for the future for their grandkids. you know people who are in in positions now to look at the mess that's happening
0: mm-hmm.
1: they couldn't change it now. what do you think they're going to change it? so one way when you' talk about cancer. It has root, the problem has been rooted so deep in society into this earth that the only hope you have is it's like a David, a normal person, a normal human being, a female, male, you know, trans, you know, gay Liz, and and say you are the you know, you are the beacon of light, man. Mm. So that's uh you know, that's why I look in society right now. You know, society has changed. Think about it. 20 years ago, we met James, <laughs> who thought yeah. that right now we, we would be having a podcast, right?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It's crazy, isn't it? I know, I'm feeling old. <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay, so with, with, uh, with that, um, we, we do actually have a lot of young listeners. So um, is there, what, what piece of advice would you leave them with? Uh, I know we've covered lots of different topics uh, today, um, but what message would you send out as your closing, um, yeah, closing statement?
1: My closest statement would be is become your personal best, A-plus, with the body, mind, spirit, with food. That is the recipe where you would be great in life. Everything else is just part of the package. But these four pillars, they have to be your temple. They have to be your foundation. And when you understand respect and cherish them, it's not like a car. You can get new parts. For the body, you can't get new parts. So you have no idea, you know, whether you are have all your limbs. You might not have all your limbs, but the greatness is you have a mind. And I think the mind hasn't been challenged and tested. And that's what I love about what I do on a daily basis. Like, what is meeting other CEOs, presidents, presidents, because you want to help them create a legacy where they look back at it and they go, yeah, we did some amazing things together, you know? So that's the message to close right here and and, and to the world, you know, um, reach out to me because uh, once you listen to my story and we have a conversation, your life has been changed already because you're, you're using your ears, you're using your eyes and using your mouth to say words, to hear words and to look at someone that, Will motivate you to say, "I could be my personal best."
0: That's fantastic. So, how do how do how do our listeners find you, German? Um, how do they find you? Do you have uh, any social handles or any any resources that um, our listeners can access?
1: Sure. I mean, hey, one is LinkedIn. You know my name, German Lamb, and once you go on LinkedIn, it will connect you to all my other you know social media. Uh, I am on Instagram. Uh, I'm on Twitter, on Facebook. But for me, when you go there, my message is the same thing. It's very simple. It's very plain. You know what I mean? There is no glam to it. You know? And you are the glam. Remember that. you are, You are the prize in life. And here's this. Perfection does exist in this world. But it only exists with you. No one else. You can make it perfect. You can make the body the way you want it. You could have that mind inspire people when you have a conversation. Your spirit could uplift people when you're on a board meeting. And now your presence, you don't have to say a word. But then the food, that would be the part because people will go, wow. And you will help them, right? You, You will teach them change about different cultures, different food. You know, I mean, that's one thing. If you stay one dimension, if you eat one type of food for the rest of your life, that's how you will be. There will be there's no life in you, even though that food could be amazing, could be great. But what happened to the rest of the world? Mm. So, so, yeah. so, so I, so I would say this. You know, when you ask me about my question, like, how did my journey start? I, I mean, I look back at it. I'm like, you know what? I met a lot of people who mentioned me and who loved me, and also I met a lot of people. Who I work with were SOBs who were just bad people, mm. and 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 they made they helped me because I'm thinking, wow, how can you treat someone because of you don't want to turn them into an icon, you don't want to turn them better than you, right? So one one way what you're doing is you're suppressing them because you don't want them to be better. And to me, um, you know, I tasted life, you know, and to me. To those people who I work with who inspire me at the Ritz-Carlton, you're know, my family. And to the ones that show me the darkness and the cancer that you are, I'm like, that's your legacy, you know? Your legacy is, you know, there's two types of people right now when you meet. Are they an icon who inspires you or are they a cancer? And that's what life is right now. If you really think about where life is right now, there are two types, cancer and icon. Icon is trying to create a solution to help people become better. You know, cancer, yeah. they don't want you for whatever reason gender, religion, who you are, they don't want you to succeed. And unfortunately, that's the beauty of the world, right? The yin and yang, right? So now it's can you change it? Yes, but it starts with you. But first of all, James, uh, I appreciate your busy schedule and time to giving me the stage to actually uh, share the story with your audience. So hopefully uh, I will hear back from your audience through social media.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think there's some pearls of wisdom here
1: and you're truly inspiring. I mean, you know,
0: you beat the odds and you're here Um, and it's been, it's been really enjoyable and thank you so much for your time. Um, And uh, I love the, um, the palm tree and the, uh, the, the beach thing in the background. Well, for those if, that can't see German, he's superimposed
1: on a on a on a beach with palm trees. <laughs> so that is my world right there. You know, if you're asking me, like Mother Nature, Earth, and think about climate change, climate change comes back to you with vengeance. And if you think about what's going on in society, but in the world. There's a reason why Mother Nature is destroying things. And yeah, what's really I mean. saying to the human being is, here's a message I'm giving you. Respect it. Honor it. Protect society. If you don't, I'm going to wipe you out. And that's one thing with water, right? Water is the most powerful resource out there. What does it do to society? Right? Think about what it did to Atlantis. Shh. And place yeah. them underwater right i mean so but you know what james it would be great if we're able to do a continuation from this podcast from what you hear from your audience because we could be doing multiple podcasts and it would be an evolution of where we started from
0: well let's perhaps we'll um we'll catch up in a in a bit of time and we'll, we'll see where we're at that sounds like a great idea anyway um, yeah thank you so much again for, uh, for coming on rocket pod and um, yeah check out German Lam you said you can find him on LinkedIn that's German like the country and then LAM um, and I know that German will would love to hear from you and uh, yeah reach out and yeah connect that way brilliant well thank you right thank you so much for tuning in today as we spent a bit of time with German a couple of takeaways that I loved if you want to have life in the world uh, you need to eat food with life. And he also mentioned that there's four things as humans that we can control. It's body, mind, spirit and food. What we consume. Uh, it's really inspiring to hear some of the challenges that German overcame. Just being in tune with himself and the love of food and being in the moment, being in the present was really um, inspiring. If you get a moment, we'd love it if you could jump over to Apple Podcasts and Spotify, uh, rate our podcast and leave a review. We love all your messages. It helps us get exposure to inspire and share more stories. And it gives us an idea of what you're looking for for our upcoming episodes. And, of course, special thank you to Flexi, our sponsor, uh, the single destination for subscriptions, whether it be beer, food boxes, soap, beauty boxes, you name it, all controlled by a single dashboard. Head over to flexiapp.uk. That's F-L-E-X-Y-A-P-P dot U-K. And if you do decide to uh, purchase a subscription, if you type in type in RocketPod 25 at checkout, it will give you uh, 25% off your first box. Have an amazing week ahead, and we'll see you next time. Uh, We've got a great lineup of guests um, on their way. Uh, We look forward to seeing you again. Take care. Bye-bye.